You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, well, that's usually him, but not today. Jimmy Stein, of course, as y'all know, is down in the Mobile area, and Mobile was hit pretty hard by Hurricane Sally recently, and his cell service is spotty at best. His knowledge of tech is god-awful, no matter the weather. But when the cell towers are 50-50, Jim has a... 0% chance of making it into a podcast. So he was on the road today. We tried to cut one together and um, it just kept going out because the cell tower service in the Mobile area is so bad right now. Totally understandable. So I'm going to be running this podcast solo today. I hope that's okay with everybody. And um, I'm just going to go over a few things as this will be an abbreviated podcast. Hopefully, Jimmy will be back, so we will have the standard podcast tomorrow, and it's really a shame because this is game week, and that's something that we've all been looking forward to. Look, I've it, it almost feels like a dream that it's finally here. I'm sure some of you guys feel the exact same way. It is, uh, it, it's just so surreal that I've been watching Oklahoma State and Tulsa uh, because that's not something I would normally watch. I might have used to watch it back when I was in college, and I would have Tulsa in a teaser, but uh, I typically do not watch that type of game, and uh, I watched it about beginning to end, and so I'm ready for some SEC football. Uh, There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's just time for it, and um, we're going to get it this weekend. Jimmy is going to give you predictions this week, as will I. We will do that a little bit later on in the week, obviously. also want to give a big shout-out before I go on too much further to all the new listeners we have. Uh, with the Locked On family of network, um, we get a report about how many listeners we have and, and which podcasts are doing well. Hopefully to incentivize you guys, um, Auburn's podcast <clears throat> on the Locked On College Network is actually number one. Uh, kudos to Zach Blackerby who we've had on this program, he's a really great host, um, and he gets a lot of fantastic guests. He puts uh, a lot of time and effort into his podcast. Not saying we don't, but I'm kind of saying we don't. No, nah, I'm just kidding. We we do what we can. But um, he does a fantastic job locked on Vols, I think is second. But locked on Bama uh, had like a 68% listenership uptick last week, and that's you know, all due to you guys, and, and we truly appreciate it. Jimmy and I really, really do appreciate it, and, and thank you guys a lot. So please share and uh, and be sure to uh, put out some some good vibes about this podcast so more people will listen, as it is certainly greatly appreciated. A um, couple of things I'll go over first. I want to just go through some of the performances in the NFL before I really talk too much Missouri, because I really want to do that with Jimmy. I know a lot of you guys uh, are like me. You don't really have an NFL team. You just keep up with uh, Alabama players. I, I if it's, the NFL doesn't involve like a superstar or an Alabama player, I'm probably not going to watch it. But uh, yesterday, 
I enjoyed watching Derrick Henry again. He had a, a decent day. He still hasn't gone over 100 yards this year in two games um, against two defenses that I thought he had a shot to, especially against the Jaguars, who he's had two just incredible runs against, uh, maybe the two best runs of his career. Uh, he had 25 carries for 85 yards yesterday as the Tennessee Titans go ahead and go to 2-0. and um, Here's the great thing about Henry now. He's got 4,000 career rushing yards and 38 uh, rushing touchdowns. So uh, that's that's pretty strong right there. I mean, Henry, if he can keep this up somehow, um, he's destined for a Hall of Fame status, really, which would be awesome. The one that really intrigued me yesterday, though, and this is – I just love to see it because I was flipping back and forth between the Arizona game uh, because I do love watching Kyler Murray play. I'm Bryce Young Sr. Um, I was flipping back and forth between that game and the Houston uh, versus Baltimore game and I kept, every time Baltimore had the ball and they were running it, they were running it with some cat named Edwards and not Mark Ingram. And I kept thinking, man, I, I just hate that Mark Ingram is now being relegated to sort of second-class status with that team. But then, I, as I flip over, they put him in the Wildcat. Very similar to South Carolina uh, at home. I think it was 2010 no, 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 excuse me, 2009 when we played South Carolina at home and we just ran Mark Ingram in the Wildcat and, and they just could never stop it. They put him in the Wildcat at fourth and one. He busts off a uh, a long touchdown run, 30-yard touchdown run, and uh, he ends the day with nine carries for 55 yards. I mean, again, not a bad day for an NFL running back, especially in a running back situation where they do sort of a platoon system. Uh, ended. He's got now 19 carries for 84 yards on the season. Look, he's 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 in the top, I think, 55 of all-time leading rushers in NFL history. And speaking of the Ravens, um, Marlon Humphrey had an amazing game. Uh, he punched out a forced to fumble and was returned for a touchdown, and they win by seven, I think. <clears throat> or excuse me, they win by... <laughs> they went by 17, but uh, it was at the time it was a big play. He also had seven other tackles, and um, Marlon Humphrey is about to really get paid. Um, he's got eight tackles for the year, uh, that forced fumble, and an interception. Marlon Humphrey is going to be a, a guy who's going to make tons and tons of money. Julio Jones, not his best game, dropped a sure touchdown pass dealing with a hamstring injury. Amari Cooper, he's on my fantasy team along with Julio. And he did not have his best game either, although he did have a circus catch, which I'm sure some of you have seen on Twitter. I think uh, the Locked on Bama Twitter feed tweeted that out. And but the but the really the the guy who had the best game, uh, former Alabama player, was Calvin Ridley. Seven catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns in Atlanta's total collapse. And look, if I Atlanta's the closest thing I have to an NFL team that I like. Um, I'm, I mean, I like all of them. I don't really dislike any NFL teams, but at, I'm closest to an Atlanta Falcon fan. And my God, do they keep finding ways. Uh, to Putin their churn. I mean, it's bananas. They they got to do something. I think they've got to fire their coach. I usually don't advocate it. I usually think that the NFL squads are, are too quick to fire coaches, but I, I just don't know how you recover from this from a confidence standpoint. It just seems like they... How do you give away a game like that? And Look, I'm not going to rehash it. Uh, you, you guys go check it out. But my goodness gracious, that was pathetic. Um, but I'm going to take a segue to something that is the opposite of pathetic, something that is incredibly awesome, and that's Built Bar. 
Go check out B-U-I-T, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Why do I misspell this every time? Built Bar is easy. I mean, I took spelling. Um, go to BuiltBar.com. Check them out. Absolutely delicious. They've got all kind of kick butt flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake. Are you kidding me? Carrot cake, which is my personal favorite. And um, I love some carrot cake. And so Built Bar is nutritious. Uh, it's, it's good for a keto diet, actually. I mean, very low in sugar is great for a keto diet. 19 grams of protein. Um, you can lose weight or just maintain the weight. I mean, some of you guys need to put on a pound or two. Um, most of you are like me though. You could, you could stand to drop, drop a little bit and built bar is great for whatever situation you want to be in. Uh, go check them out. Builtbar.com and let them know that you heard about them from the locked on family of networks. All right, everybody. Um, again, Luke Robinson going solo here today as Jimmy Stein is dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Sally and the, the cell tower service down in that area is just spotty at best. So hopefully he will be back with us tomorrow. Um, a few other odd and end things as far as Alabama goes. Ronald Williams Jr., the junior cor- cor- defensive back who came in this last class. A lot of people thought he'd be a potentially a starter. He has a broken arm, and he will be out four to six weeks. Um, he was working with the first team uh, as Josh Job was out for a little bit. Uh, he was out with something. I'm going to assume it was COVID, but I, nobody has said that, so it's hard to say. Um, but I assume Josh Job's will Josh Job will go back into that role. Um, Jalen Armour Davis is back at practice. Um, he had missed a few practices. And it, the rumor was he had decided to opt out this year, but he's back now, especially with the uh, injury to Ronald Williams Jr. That's a big positive. Meanwhile, Brian Branch, Malachi Moore still doing uh, their thing, and and William Anderson, uh, the true freshman that everybody is talking about, he is just lighting up practice every single day, and um, he's he's still doing his thing. So I assume we will see him a lot. Uh, this next week. In fact, I was going to do something with Jimmy, and I, I still can do it, but I think it may be fun to talk about it a little bit with you guys. I was going to set some over-unders and said the over-unders for sacks by Will Anderson is one and a half. Now, <clears throat> that may be a little high for a true freshman in his very first game as a college player. But, you know, his, his, his um, practice reports are so glowing that I don't know that I can set it at anything else. And so I've got to set it at one and a half. And I think... <clears throat> excuse me, most people will end up taking the the over is what I think is is kind of funny. Um, it, you know, I, I just find that to, to be amazing that we have a freshman that can rush the passer like that. He may be the fastest pass rusher we've had from the sounds of it since Derek Thomas. Um, and that would, that is certainly high praise. But again, I'm going to need to see it on the on the field. I don't want to go straight Philip Marshall here and give nothing but glowing reports about every single player we have. Um, Alabama is should be releasing their depth chart here shortly. That's something that uh, Jimmy and I will talk about in the next podcast. Um, and one thing I want to ask you guys, I want to throw some questions out there because I'd love to get some Twitter feedback here. Who are you guys most excited about? I mean, Will Anderson is going to be probably the, the answer for most people because he is, again, just getting – these glowing reports that uh, freshmen rarely get. 
But um, is there somebody else? I mean, for me, it, it's probably Bryce Young. Um, I'm, I, want, I know Mac Jones is a guy, and he's going to be the starter. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I just – man, the, the Kyler Murray-Bryce Young comparisons are <clears throat> unavoidable, and I want to see what Alabama can do with this cat. And um, I just feel like he's going to be – a fantastic player, and I stand by my statement that eventually Bryce Young will be the starter for this season's iteration of the Alabama football team. And um, I, I can't get away from that statement. I just I love Mac Jones. I think I know he's been getting good reports, but I really do like uh, Bryce Young a lot. <coughs> Excuse me, it's hard to do this in here by yourself. Your throat gets dry, and um, I don't have a cough button, so it's it's. Tougher to do it when you're doing this by yourself. And again, just randomly going through a few things here. Um, how many over-under over under on yardage for Bat Jones? I said it 250 yards um, because I think Bryce Young is going to get in there and get some of those, which I said his over-under of total yardage is 150 yards. So we could even see some Paul Tyson because one thing to remember <clears throat> this year is since this year doesn't really count for anybody, I suspect in a blowout that um, you will get to see a lot of players um, just to get them that experience. Now, you got to be careful with that because you sh if you play somebody and he plays really well and then he doesn't play in a close game, he may be one of those guys who says, well, I can transfer because people have seen what I've got now and I, they've got some film on me. But the other side of that is if they think they're good enough and they're not playing in a situation like this, they may transfer anyway. Um and what about the guys that are starters that in a blowout, you know, hey, look, we all played sports before. Sometimes when you're beating a team pretty good, you're like, I want to stay out there. I'm, I'm having fun. This is fun kicking somebody's ass. So <clears throat> you may want to – it's just going to be a tough way to handle that situation. But if there's anybody who can do it, obviously, it's uh, Nick Saban. But a uh, few other things. Again, I'm bouncing around here, guys. Bear with me. I'm by myself, and um, Jimmy will be back. But uh, the Alabama-Missouri series history caught my attention because, you know, Missouri and Alabama first played in 68, and then they played again in 75. Missouri won both of those games. But since then, Alabama has won in 78, 38-20, in 2012, 42-10, in 2014, 42-13, in 2018, 39-10. So they have not scored more than 13 points in the last three last three meetings. So um, I, I feel like this is going to be another one of those situations. Jimmy, when we started to try the first podcast today, Jimmy was talking about the line and how the spread is 22. <coughs> and, um, excuse me again, um, he said he'd just, if he were a betting man, and he's not, because I'm sure he'd be bad at it, um, he said he would just bet all he could on Alabama because that just seems incredibly low, even if Missouri had the 12 guys that are going to miss because of COVID. And I totally agree with him. I, I think that that line is ridiculously low. So um, we I, that's that's the uh, lock of the week for the year here on Locked on Bama is take the tide minus the points. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll wrap the show up. All right, everybody, for this last part of the show, want to talk about a few things that went on in high school football this last week. As many of you know, I do host a college football scoreboard show, excuse me, high school football scoreboard show on uh, Friday nights. 
And so I get to stay up and get to do some interviews and hear a lot of things. And um, I also got to watch the Thompson Hewitt Trustful game that I'm sure many of you got to watch this past weekend, which was on ESPN U. And um, yeah, Thompson is ridiculous. I, we've said it multiple times. Connor Harrell, the quarterback, he is fantastic. And I really do hope Alabama offers. Um, not sure that they will. I know Tennessee has. I thought he was the best player on the field. And that field included Armani Goodwin, who is a four-star running back for Auburn, who I thought performed very well. They It also includes Riley Quick, Pierce Quick's brother, who they called his name a few times. Jeremiah Alexander, who some people think is the top junior in the country, committed to Alabama. Uh, he had a nice game. He had a sack, a couple of tags for loss, uh, seven tackles, I think. I thought he was good. I thought he was really, really good. He's worthy of five stars. Um, Peter Woods, who is a defensive lineman who was ridiculously good. He'll be top five in the country when he's a senior. There's no doubt in my mind um, that Thompson has a fantastic safety that's going to be recruited by everybody that's a junior. So all those players on the field, and, and uh, Thompson's receivers were really good too. I think one of them's committed to South Carolina. I thought Connor Hale was the best player on the field. And not only do I think he was the best player on the field, I think he has the most upside because he you can tell, there is no doubt, he has a lot of room for growth. Uh, there's some things that he can certainly work on technique-wise when it comes to quarterbacking, but it's also just literal growth. He, he's, he's a bit of a toothpick in a sense. I mean, I'm sure he's, he's quote unquote country strong. I'm sure he can bench, you know, bench press me easily, but, um, he's, he's not really built just yet. He's got a real lanky frame and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, Clemson's got a quarterback right now. who has got a bit of a lanky frame, but it's the, he can put on a little bit more muscle so he could take some of those college shots he's going to take. But he had a touchdown pass um, on the run, running to his right and throwing to his right, um, which is pretty difficult. Everybody loves to talk about how hard it is to throw across your body. I think it's difficult to run to the right and then throw to the right. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to be on target that way. But it was about 50 yards in the air, ended up being a touchdown. And some of his naysayers were like, well, yeah, the guy was wide open. But the reason the guy was wide open is because Hewitt Trustful got great penetration. And uh, Harold was able to dodge a sack and then run away from pressure to his right. And so as he was running, obviously, um, a lot of the defensive backs come up. So Harold made that play. That's I can't stand it when people say, well, he was just, you know, that guy was out to practice early. Of course he was. Because Harold made that guy that open. Uh, you know, with defensive back, I mean, obviously, Harold's got some wheels on him. So they're going to come up and try to, uh, to make sure he doesn't run for the first down. And then you leave a guy that's wide open. Um, and that's what makes Harold such a, an incredible threat to me. And I think he is worthy of an Alabama scholarship offer. And I certainly hope he gets it. Meanwhile, uh, Deontay, uh, we're going to say Deontay Thompson, um, but Deontay Lawson, he scored twice for Mobile Christian defensively. Play, had another great game. Mobile Christian 26 nothing over Viger. Um, Viger's got some athletes. They got some dudes. And so if you shut them out, that's a pretty big deal. Um, and, and Deontay Lawson is leading that charge for Mobile Christian and their incredibly stout defense. So uh, he's a guy that, that I, I think he could end up being a five-star. Jimmy and I have talked about him multiple times. And I think he may end up being a five-star. So the state of Alabama just keeps cranking out the talent. And um, I also watched 
<clears throat> Deshaun Murrell or Murrell. I'm not exactly sure. Or I think it's Murrell. Is it Burrell? Burrell. It's Burrell. I don't know why I said Murrell. It's Burrell, um, who is committed to UCLA from Bibb County. I thought he was good. Um, I would I be would I say that he's in Alabama's caliber right this minute? Probably not. Um, but it speaks to the talent that this state has when UCLA is coming to Alabama and taking players. And I've said that for years and years and years. If you are a UCLA, if you are a Utah, if you are, oh, shoot, I'm trying to think somebody a little bit further away, Texas Tech, you know, anybody like that. I know California and Texas are loaded with talent. I understand that. But you can really make some waves coming into this state that has uh, per capita maybe the most talent outside of Mississippi and get guys like this that have played tough football and they live for it. See, if, if you're in California and you go after a guy, I mean, they, California's got a lot more stuff going on. Alabama's got we're, – we're built different. We are football-centric. Come get some football-centric guys. And um, so as an AHSA guy, I'm glad to see – that Deshaun Burrell is getting a chance to go to UCLA. Here's hoping UCLA eventually plays college football again sometime. Um, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Bama. Thank you guys so much for bearing with me. I was doing this by myself. Please share the podcast. Please keep listening. Jimmy will be back, I promise you. Uh, today was a bit of a anomaly because of the cell tower situation and all that's been going on in Mobile. But we appreciate you guys so much. Thanks a lot and roll tide.